This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, Episode 19, Pen Vent. In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become unstoppable, body and mind. Hello. We are going to talk today about a process you can use to get at your subconscious thoughts and feelings and release them. But first, I want to ask you for a little bit of your time. I have been recording this podcast for almost six months now, which is super exciting. I have almost a thousand downloads. And if you have been enjoying this podcast, I would love if you would take a moment to rate and review it. Now, if you're already listening on iTunes, you can do it there. But if you're listening on a different platform, can you go to iTunes, please, and rate and review it there? I'm not really sure how the algorithm works, but what I've gathered from listening to other podcasts is that iTunes is the place where it's best for everyone to submit their reviews and ratings so that it can help other people find this podcast. If they're looking for help with chronic pain or mind-body healing, this will be suggested to them if it has more ratings and reviews. Plus, it's so fun for me to read the reviews and see what people are liking and how this is helping. So I know this takes some time and effort, but it would be deeply appreciated. And now on to PenVent. What is PenVent? You're probably asking. I've never heard of that. And that is because it is a made-up term. (laughs) My friend Scott came up with the clever catchy phrase to describe the process that I'm going to explain to you now. Penvent is basically a form of journaling, writing something down, and then a little bit of meditation, silencing your mind and practicing compassion for yourself. It can be done in 15 minutes a day, so you could get up 15 minutes earlier or do it 15 minutes before bed or sometime during your day that does not have to take up a lot of your time, but think of it as mental hygiene. So just like you would have physical hygiene where you would brush your teeth or take a shower or change into clean clothes, this is a process of helping clean out your mind. Remember that 95% of our thoughts are subconscious. And so there's a lot going on beneath the surface that we're not even cognitively aware of. We think so many thoughts, 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, at an average of 300 to 1,000 words per minute. So when we try to just think of things cognitively in your head, you may find yourself going back and forth, kind of making arguments for and against something, getting kind of confused, running in mental circles. And so thinking through things just without writing it down is not as effective. When you stop and have to actually physically write each word, or if you're typing on the computer, when you're typing, even when you're speaking, you're having to slow down your thoughts enough so you're actually starting to get some awareness of what's going on. 
Have you ever noticed that sometimes things sound really good in your head and when you start to actually verbalize them, putting them into words, it doesn't sound as logical? That's the same idea. When you have to actually form it into sentences, put it down on paper or on the computer, you start to see where some of the flaws in your logic may be. It slows down your thoughts to open you up to insight. And I suggest you make a habit of this. That's why I'm only asking 15 minutes so that it can be something that you are doing daily, especially if you are in chronic pain, have some kind of chronic disease, or you're feeling unsettled in some way. Think of our thoughts as, you know, the iceberg analogy, and our conscious thoughts are the tip of the iceberg, and that's what we're seeing and noticing and and perceiving, but this way of journaling is going to get at some of those subconscious thoughts that are below the surface so that you can actually start to have some insights and understanding and make real changes in your life. Now, when you first begin, you might have a lot of subconscious emotions that you're not even aware of, and you've actually kind of been repressing. And what I mean by that is we all have thoughts sometimes that we think we shouldn't think. (laughs) Does that make sense? We have judgments about our thoughts. And especially if we have some thoughts that we don't think people, good people in society should be thinking. So for example, if you are a parent, there may be sometimes that you think you hate your kids. I've heard that. I've never thought that. (laughs) Just kidding. No, I mean, I've thought that. And the thing is, I don't want to think that. But there are sometimes this selfish, petty, immature part of me thinks, man, my life would be so much easier if I didn't have these responsibilities and didn't have these kids, right? So I don't want to think those things. So I repress them. But what can happen is that can just kind of build up a lot of resentment, this toxic way of thinking. I have so much judgment about myself for thinking those thoughts. And then that just adds shame and guilt on top of some things that I just naturally think. So in this process, we're just going to accept our humanity. We're going to accept that sometimes we are petty and sometimes we are selfish. And we're going to just allow all of those negative things to be written down on paper. Sometimes people think that that is a very scary thing to do because if you write it down on paper, it means that it's real. But remember, it is a little bit real for you sometimes. Right? It doesn't necessarily mean that it's the ultimate truth in life, but you have to acknowledge that little part of you, right? this inner child inside of you that thinks that life should be fair and thinks that you have too much and you can't handle it all and maybe you feel a little sorry for yourself. When we just repress all of those emotions, it causes more consequences and, and physical pain. It shows up in the ways that we're acting, in the ways that we're treating people. And we think that we can have all of these little feelings and then stuff them down and still show up with love and in the ways that we want to, but it seeps out. Have you ever found yourself 
maybe agreeing to do something that you don't want to do. And then when you do it, you're resentful. And the whole time you're wishing you weren't there, wishing you weren't doing it, mad at yourself for agreeing to do something you didn't want to do. People can sense that. It shows up (laughs) whether you want it to or not. So I would think of this pen vent process as just getting the junk out that's been building up. I've heard it called rage on the page, where you just basically let that inner child within you have a tantrum and just get everything out until it's done, right? Have you seen a kid that has a tantrum? Those emotions don't last forever, but they're very powerful. And it's just like it has to almost run its course and get it out and then be done and they're fine. But holding it in, pretending it's not there, it seeps out in other ways, and it ends up causing us pain and disease. What I usually find as I'm doing this process is that by allowing myself to write down those things that are kind of horrible and shocking to myself, I am giving myself that validation that, yes, sometimes I do feel judgmental and guilty and shameful and petty and immature But even as I write them down, sometimes I'm thinking, man, I don't really think this. I don't really hate my kids. But I still write it down because it's just part of the exercise, right? It's just part of getting it out on paper, acknowledging that there is part of you that sometimes feels like this is true, not the ultimate truth. And then letting it have a voice, letting it kick and scream and stomp and pout and pound and punch or whatever. Just get it out. I would suggest doing this for 10 minutes at least. So set a timer and then put it out of view and start writing and don't stop until the 10 minutes is up. You can go longer if you want, but try to do it for at least 10 minutes a day. Now try not to just retell a story the same way exactly that you've told it before. So you can start by, you know, telling some of the facts of what's going on. I'm really frustrated with my boss because he said this, blah, blah, blah. But then just go from there and write down any things that come to mind. So it might jump back and forth to some other times that you felt criticized, maybe by a sibling or by your parents when you were younger and let it go without judgment, without intent. This is just like a free flow, just letting whatever comes to mind gush out. So a lot of times you might find that there is something in your childhood that sparked a lot of these similar emotions. You may even want to start with incidents from your childhood. You could think of three general categories. Your childhood could be a topic, any incident in your childhood. You could go through, um, you know, the elementary school ages. What are things that you want to resolve or think about or get out of your system from there? Um, Middle school, high school, you know, college, and then up till now. And then the second category would be your daily life, maybe something that a friend did or how you're feeling about yourself today or judgments you have about yourself as a parent. 
And then the third category would be personality traits. This is from John Sarno's work. He talks about these three categories and the personality traits that are closely correlated with chronic pain and disease would be perfectionism, the goodest or, you know, people pleasing, wanting to be seen as a good person at all times and codependence, you know, thinking that you can only be happy if other people are happy. So if that sparks any resonance with you, if that seems like something that you identify with or struggle with, you could write about perfectionism or people pleasing or wanting everyone to be okay so that you can be okay. In fact, what he suggests is getting a sheet of paper, having those three columns of childhood, daily life, and personality traits, and kind of writing down a few ideas in each of those categories that can be things that you journal about. Replace fear with curiosity. What I suggest is getting a piece of paper that you don't care about because I suggest ripping it up afterwards, like really literally just destroying it when you're done. There's something kind of cathartic about being able to get all of those negative, very, very negative things out and then just getting rid of them. So if you're typing, you could select all and then delete it. It's not something that we're trying to save and analyze and think why, you know, why would I possibly hate my kids? No, this is just acknowledging that sometimes you have these lower feelings. You are this primal being that has some negative things. You're just getting it out. It's like sneezing or going to the bathroom. We're not trying to save any of the remains. We're just getting it out, throwing it away, eliminating it, and and moving on. That's how we can let go. Immediately after you're done with the, the purging of this negativity that's inside and getting rid of it, then I want you to sit and quiet your mind for five minutes. Again, you can set your timer and then put it out of view. You can do it longer than five minutes if you want, but at least this 15-minute process each day is a healthy place to start. So the meditation compassion part, you would sit or lay down somewhere where you're comfortable. I suggest putting your hand or both hands on your heart. Just doing that body language part of it increases your feeling of gratitude. So putting your hand on your heart, you're going to really focus on breathing deeply. Now, most of us are in chronic fight or flight. So Joe Dispenza says 70% of the time, the average person is in a mode of fear. We're run by this survival instinct. And one of the things that happens is that we we're breathing shallowly and rapidly. So for these five minutes, breathe slowly and deeply. Try to fill up all the space in your lungs, stomach, intestines, all the way down to your pelvis. And then exhale completely, working up to eight counts in and eight counts breathing out. This deep breathing calms your nervous system. Another thing I suggest as you have this compassion for yourself is to think about what you wrote, especially if you wrote something about your childhood or your past. Have compassion for yourself. 
It can be almost uh, a meta type of thing where you envision the inner child inside of you and you just have compassion for him or her. Yes, you're a human. You do have some imperfections. That's okay. That's part of what makes you you. It's nothing to be ashamed of. You can still love every part of you, even the mistakes. Those are in air quotes, the mistakes or the things that you judge harshly. Think of yourself as a child and, you know, think of the children in your life. You know that they make mistakes and they're still completely lovable and you, you know, may still have this unconditional love, especially if they're your own children. So think of yourself as that child and try to have that unconditional love for yourself. And even if it was something that happened yesterday and you're in your 40s like I am, I still think of that innocent part of me as the part that has made, you know, that mistake or I wouldn't even call it a mistake necessarily. Like, couldn't we look at these things as things that we can learn from? I truly believe that life is 50-50. There is 50% negative, 50% positive. And I think that that applies to people too. I think that 50% of the time we can show up as the ideal person that we want to be, that you know, perfect um, idealization. But then 50% of the time we fall short of that and the more we beat ourselves up about that and feel negatively about that, that's only going to cause more pain, emotional and physical pain in our lives. But the more that we can accept that 50% of the time we're just human and we're going to make mistakes and we're going to do things we're embarrassed of, but have compassion instead of thinking of life as we're winning or losing, we're winning or learning. The more we can learn to unconditionally love ourselves, then we can show that unconditional love to other people as well. And really, the vulnerability is attractive to other people. Brene Brown talks about this, and it's true that we don't want to necessarily be friends with that person on Facebook or Instagram that has the perfect house, has the perfect hair, the perfect body, the perfect family. Like those kinds of people are actually less attractive to us, right? More intimidating. The people who have some kind of diversity, some kind of humanity, some kind of vulnerability. Those are the kind of people that we want to be around. We don't want to be around someone who's so judgmental of themselves that we know that they're always judging us. We want to be around the kind of person that knows that they're just a human and they can accept every part of their humanity and they can accept every part of our humanity. Brene Brown calls them the perfect imperfections that we all have. So in this five minutes of compassion for yourself, really try to get to this level of calm, even neutrality, even if it isn't all the way to love. <laughs> Maybe you're not like, oh, I love that I just said that about my kids. But just be neutral about it, you know, just try to get to some kind of acceptance, some, some willingness to feel all of the emotion, because that's what life is about. We're not meant to feel happy all the time. We're not meant to only do positive things. 
we're meant to have some positive things, some negative things, some things that are easy, some struggles, and just allowing it all. The more that we can accept that sometimes we won't feel great and that sometimes we will feel guilty or shame, but not dwell in it, then that is going to be really our ticket to living our best lives. If we're so worried all of the time that we're not good enough, that we're not doing it perfectly, then we'll just stay at home and do nothing, right? It's a lot easier to not do anything and and not risk failing than it is to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and do things that you might experience some rejection. Now, if you're new to meditating or quieting your mind, this five minutes might be kind of hard for you to focus. So what I would suggest is as you're breathing deeply, repeat to yourself, I am safe now. So as you breathe in, I, and as you breathe out, am, and as you breathe in, safe, breathe out now. So you're repeating that. And then I am loved now. So as you're breathing, you're repeating and try to just quiet your mind, slow things down and repeat these words. Now you might find some resistance to doing this work, right? You're like, oh, I just don't have time today and this doesn't sound fun. But if you're in chronic pain or if you have chronic disease, I love this quote from Nicole Sachs, life is a choice between what hurts and what hurts more. So it may not be comfortable to sit down and look at your feelings and recognize your humanity, but the fact is you need to do this in order to heal. You cannot get well in the same conditions you got ill in. So if you're doing the same thing every day and expecting a different result, it's not going to change. And if you have pain that's lasted for years or decades, you've probably tried all the other things. You already know what doesn't work. This is what is going to help you. This is what is going to work. But you have to do it and you have to overcome that resistance sometimes. And just know that resistance is part of the process. Your brain wants to do things efficiently. It wants to keep you safe. It wants to keep you from feeling these emotions. You know, you develop these coping skills as a child so that you don't have to feel these painful emotions. But we know as adults now that you have the capacity to feel any emotion. It's not like a child anymore where the emotions can be overwhelming and a threat to our survival. Humans are made to feel any emotion and feeling our emotions, recognizing especially these negative emotions is what is going to get you to the place where you can heal. You've got to get to emotions of rest and repair where you're not in chronic fight or flight. And the way to get to rest and repair is by acknowledging that those fight or flight emotions are there and allowing them to be there and then letting go of them. The emotions of rest and repair, neutrality, acceptance, willingness, it's like this internal resilience that you can develop so that you're not being tossed and turned by whatever's going on in the external environment. You know, as humans, we tend to perceive what's going on in the outer world, and we make that mean that we have to react in certain ways. 
But I think of it like in yoga where you can be doing a very difficult pose, but inside maintaining your composure and your breathing. So this practice teaches us that we can have negative things, but still have that internal reservoir of resilience. And the more that we love and accept ourselves, the less we need to look for that love and approval outside of ourselves. And we can start allowing other people to be who they are. And we can decide for ourselves what we make that mean about us. We become less reactive. And when we aren't going through our lives trying to please other people or do things perfectly, then we can really live our best life. We know that we can feel any emotion and it's not going to hurt us. And so why not aim big? Why not achieve big goals and do amazing things, live our best life? Because we're not afraid anymore of feelings we might feel. So I encourage you to start this practice. Try to do it daily. Don't beat yourself up if you don't do it sometimes, right? We're just human. There might be days we miss. Don't make it mean anything. But really try for yourself, out of love, to do this process every day. Pen vent 15 minutes a day. And let me know how it goes. Try it for a week and see how things change for you in your life. Allowing yourself to be imperfect and human is step one on your journey to healing. If you have questions or comments or are interested in coaching for healing your chronic pain or disease, please email me at info at bodyandmindlifecoach.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life like it helped me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind.